Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk about everything animation here, including Steven Universe Future, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Sam Quattro, and today I'm joined by Sarah Potter. Hello. Sarah Dolman. Hello. And Michelle Anderer. Hey. You can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, and you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, or by searching for Overly Animated on those podcast apps. I messed that up, but that's okay. We're just going to keep rolling with it. Also, check us out on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. So, Steven Universe Future. Yeah. We're, t- we're talking about it. Yeah. So, uh, two new episodes came out tonight. December 21st, 2019. They are entitled Snow Day and Why So Blue. And we are going to be getting into spoiler discussions for these two little gems of 11-minute segments. So that's 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 your warning, I guess. If, if you care about that kind of thing. Uh, alrighty. What do we think about it, guys? Sarah? <laughs> P? What do you think about it? Uh... I liked the se- the Lapis episode a lot because I love Lapis and yeah. I love I love seeing her do literally anything and this was great. There were three Lapises. Ponytail Lapis is adorable. She has freckles and I live for it. Aww. Uh I I live for I live for the design of Ponytail Lapis. Uh I liked it seemed a little bit I almost said heavy-handed, which seems like kind of like not like the right word to use for Steven Universe because sometimes you need to like just get some of this stuff across. But I liked it. I liked where we were going. I liked that we went that direction. I'm a little sad because at one point it looked like Steven and Lapis were going to fuse. And I was like, oh, yes, do it. And then they didn't. But um, I also... Snow Day was good enough, at least. It's just... Uh, it was fun. I, we haven't had a lot of like just fun hanging out with the Crystal Gem episodes in a while, and it was fun seeing all the fusions, and it was fun seeing all the gems be moms again, like, or deal with their evolving status as Steven's mom. Uh, and that was great. And so, like, I think these are just fun episodes. Like, I, I'm just happy that Lapis is fine. A Lapis episode is finally paired with an episode that's not more important than it. So <laughs> it could actually... Oh, that's true. So we could finally talk about Lapis without it being paired with, like, a huge plot dump, and I'm really excited for that. That's true. Lapis does deserve her own spotlight at times, I think. Yeah. Sarah, what do you think about these episodes? Um, I pretty much uh, have agree with everything that the other Sarah said. Um... <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to figure out um... how to deal with the Sarahs. <laughs> An abundance of Sarahs in this podcast. A surplus we're, we're of making Sarahs. It work. <laughs> yeah, I I think yeah, the Lapis one is definitely my favorite as also a fellow Lapis stan. Um, it was just a really great testament to her character growth, which I'm sure we will get into more about how the episode highlighted that. And yeah, Saturday was fun too. I think I it I it didn't click with me as much. Uh, enjoyment wise just because I just felt really stressed out on Steven's behalf and how he was just not wanting to like have fun and I'm like no Steven you need to take some time to chill or else you're gonna burn out and it's not good um so in the game they had a lot of fun moments too I loved the cat which I'm sure Michelle will have a lot to say about oh. um uh but yeah yeah I enjoyed the episodes 
That's good. I'm glad that you liked them. Michelle, what do you think? I also liked the episodes. I, I actually prefer Snow Day to Why So Blue, and it's not because of Cat Stupid. I... <laughs> I think like the episode sets up really well that you know this is going to be one of those like oh time has passed Stephen is a teenager moms as moms are want to do are trying to navigate like okay like what is my child like and dislike now where are they in their life journey how do we adapt to that and it like was kind of gut wrenching on both sides like Stephen. Like, I hope you don't get too mad at your moms, like, treating you like a little kid because they still see you that way. But also, like, Sarah D was saying, like, yeah, you need to, like, chill out and, like, take some time because you can't, like, do everything all the time. You're only 16. So it, like, honestly, like, it hit me in a pretty emotional way. Just, like, it was pretty lighthearted seeing all the different kinds of Steven. Like, the fusion Stevens were so funny. Like, yeah. Sue Light Stephen was good, Sardonic Stephen was good, Alexandra Stephen, and then, like, even, like, Ruby and Sapphire Stevens. Like, all that was really funny, but I feel like it's bookended by this more, like, sincere earnest, just, like, we're a family and things are changing and we still love each other, but, like, it's gonna be different now. And, and we want to healthily adapt to that, but it's also, like change is tough sometimes and like i felt that very strongly so i really really liked it why so blue felt more straightforward i i like the other lapises um i'm glad the one lapis is gonna actually go to the school because i think she she likes dancing which is great a new thing she didn't know she liked and like yeah seeing lapis have stuff to talk about and and be in a place where she feels more comfortable and, and takes pretty firm stances like she said in the episode like like basically fusion of any kind is just not for her she never wants to do it and i feel like that hadn't ever been so explicitly stated before but i appreciate that we got it um so in general yeah i think these are both solid episodes i i might lean towards snow day for you know it hit me harder I agree, honestly. So, I personally wasn't a fan of either of these episodes. I'm sorry to be the Debbie Downer here. Uh, Oh, no. So, I have a complex relationship with the character of Lapis, which we will get into. But, let's just say, I'm I'm not a fan. So, Why So Blue was not, like, my cup of tea, personally. Snow Day, I felt, was just, like, you know, fun, silly filler. It was fine. It was 11 minutes of fun, for the most part, with, you know, a nice little, oh, I'm growing up and I gotta, you know, be my own person sort of message, which, you know, I can drive with. You know, I'm a 20-something. So, yeah, I, I, I feel that. But I didn't really think that these episodes were too much to write home about, and it leaves me wondering, like, where is Steven Universe Future going? What is it going to be? Because right now, I just kind of feel like it's mostly been filler. It's mostly been just, oh, let's catch up with this gem and that gem and see how they're doing. Let's see how little homeschool's doing. Let's see how everybody's adjusting, which, while I like that element, and that's something, you know, I can really enjoy, I feel like... I don't know, I feel a little bit misled in a way. Like, I feel like I was expecting more of a plot. More of, like, a 
distinct through line, especially with like the Pink Steven stuff, which we haven't seen, I don't know, since like Bluebird, which was at this point three episodes ago. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm wondering where we're all going from this. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? This is exactly what I expected Steven Universe future to be, and I'm very happy with it, which is interesting. Like, I was expecting this, and my expectations are being met very well. Like, I like just seeing all our characters dealing with the new status quo. Like, we didn't really have a chance to, like, actually see a status quo change in the original Steven Universe. So, like, Mm -hmm. having it change and having the characters deal with that leads to some interesting character work, I think. Like, Snow Day is, like a fun quote-unquote filler episode but we actually get some like actual character stuff here we get to see how the gems are dealing with the fact that steven's older now he has a new look on life and there's even a moment where pearl shapeshifts and the other gems even take a second to like be like pearl that's great you shapeshifted because there was like a trauma involved with that even like i think there's a lot of room for character development and character like growth from these episodes and i get how that but I get how this structure may not be for you because there's not a lot of room for plot here. It really hinges on the fact that you've seen all of the original Steven Universe, which is why I think they're framing this as Steven Universe future. Like, you need to have that context before understanding any of this. Yeah, it's not like you can just watch a random episode and be like, oh. Yeah, there's you miss that out on character a lot of it. who I've never met before, but is actually really important. And I don't understand the context of what's happening. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why they sort of moved it into the future, so to say. Moved it to, like, a separate thing. Um, Let's get into episode discussion, I suppose. Let's start with Snow Day. I feel like we always start with, like, the more impactful episode when we do these. But I want to start with the episode that maybe wasn't so much. So, Snow Day. We all love a Snow Day, don't we? Steven sets yeah. his alarm. <laughs> Steven sets his alarm for 7.13 in the morning. Can we start there? Yes. Yes. I'm upset with Steven. I am so upset with him. Who sets their alarm for anything other than like like 7, 7 7.15, Who is is this monster that told Steven to set his alarm for 7.13? I hate it. I hate this so much. Honestly, I feel like it's probably just like a small detail from somebody's life. Like, oh, I just had... I've had this alarm for, like, 10 years, and it's, like, at 6.12. Yeah. You know, it's definitely, like, Rebecca Sugar wakes up at, like, 6.12 every day, and it's just, like, this would be a funny thing to throw in here. And it's just, like, it's just infuriating. It's so, I hate this so much. I feel like maybe it's just, Stephen, he he knows how long things take him, and he's been in that town forever. So it's like, oh, yeah, okay, roughly. But, but that's what crazy feet. people do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just never left his town, you know? I mean, he's left his town for, like, space and stuff, but, like, he's never moved to the big city or anything. I, it's just his routine. I think it's like, fine. Let's see what happens 713, y'all. Oh, my God. I don't know. I think that it might and this is sort of how I connected to the episode it might have to do with how he's dealing with like all of these responsibilities with like little homeschool and he's basically like his like calendar was like super full like down to every minute and I feel like you know not only is it like his routine but like he's trying to cram as much as he possibly can do in every minute of every day and this is something that I kind of like related to because there was like a short phase in my life 
when I started university where I was like, I'm going to be really good at this and I'm going to be super duper organized and be everything scheduled in my calendar. So I know that I have enough time for everything. And so that kind of represents itself as Stephen um, setting his alarm clock at 713 because he it- might need those extra like two minutes before 715. And like, and when, but when, but when that, when I did that, I ended up like completely crashing and burning because I wasn't yeah. really taking the time to just like breathe and be free to do what I wanted. And I had so to So Sarah, that. what you're saying is <laughs> this is a, this is a PSA. Don't be organized. It's awful. No, this is a PSA for don't be that granular. You I can know, be like I organized, know. but not to this extent. Right. You I think there's like, probably out right. a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what the show's Chill trying out. to say. <laughs> yeah, find a balance between organization and disorganization. That's the overlapping theme in my life. With this uh, so, Stephen wakes up at 7.13, which, uh, that's fun, who cares. Uh, he does his routine, <laughs> he gets his protein shake, he skips breakfast, he doesn't take his cheeseburger no backpack. No eggs. No. And it's snowing, and Pearl's like, oh, Steven, you gotta wear all these coats and scarves. But, you know, basically, we're just getting into Steven's routine and how it's boring and not as fun as he was when he was a kid. You know, he can't have time for fun anymore, especially not breakfast fun, apparently. I don't yeah. think it's just about the fun. I think it's, like, the the thing of, like, he's doing everything himself now, and they were the ones offering things to help, but he doesn't need that help anymore, mm-hmm. which, like, leaves them feeling like empty nesters, kind yeah. of. It's like, what do they do? They were there awake for him, prepared to feed, dress, and give him his backpack. He doesn't need any of that because he's a teenager with his own shake. So that's, like, kind of the sadness. And I'm like, oh... It's, it's just a tough time when your child grows up, I guess. I can't relate. I mean, I can't relate directly, but, like, aw, I feel for them. They want to feel useful. They're used to feeling useful to Steven. Well, now they're not. What are the crystal gems to Steven now? Colleagues, I guess. Who knows? They're not his mom. <laughs> They're still his mom. He's just different. He's just a teenager. Well, uh, yeah. I guess when you're a teen, you don't really like your moms anymore. Yeah, but they're still your moms. Yeah. Why not? Anyway, Amethyst has egg eyes. Cat Steven is there. It's all fun. Steven goes to work. He comes back. And surprise, they're all sitting in the dark waiting for him so that they can oh eat pizza and put on cheat masks with cute animal faces. And there's pepperoni on the pizza, but Steven is a vegetarian now, and nobody remembers. That that mask was terrifying, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's face masks don't really are. <laughs> face masks are kind of weird and terrifying. Yeah. And I don't... But Pearl... Pearl's, she's good. She can rock it, right? Not really. As much as anyone can, I guess. <laughs> I guess. My least favorite part with the face max is always, like, the nose part. I don't know. I don't feel like my nose fits in it. Anywho. Things happen. The next day, school's canceled. Snow day. That's the title of the episode. And basically, it devolves into a big game of steven tag what is steven tag it's a joke from season one or two yep season one 
where they yep. just tag each other, tag each other, meaning the gems, and they turn in the Steven. And I don't, I don't know how this game ends or who wins, but it's Steven tag, and they're just playing Steven tag. And Pearl's gonna shovel the sidewalk, but then oops, she gets tagged, and she shapeshifts into Steven. How do we feel about that? She kept her nose, which none of the other gems did, which I thought was really funny. She did keep her nose. I didn't... I I felt unsettled. Every one of the gems keeps, like, one feature, at least, like, of their... That's true, yeah. Like, Gardet keeps the glasses, and uh, Amethyst still has her mouth, I think. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's, like, cool. But it's also really unsettling in an uncanny valley way, and I don't like it. (laughs) It's also just weird because we haven't seen her shapeshift before. And so it's like, whoa, this is what Pearl looks like when she's shapeshifted. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like her color palette is the most unattractive, unfortunately, <laughs> in Steven's body form. It's not the most her unattractive. Fault. It, like, her weird orange That's... hair. And it just, it's, just, it's just weird looking. It's not her fault. That's the, that's the real reason she never her, shapeshifted. But... She said it was trauma. <laughs> but it's like actually that she just yeah. looks ugly when she does yeah, it. Yeah, she doesn't look hot anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> I think Pearl's oh, color palette God. is nice on its own. It is. She looks nice. Her design is good. I love her new design. Just not as Steven, I guess. Yeah, it's not good. You know what? Maybe it's because, you know, she doesn't have experience shape-shifting and making it look good, you know? Maybe that's... Oh, do you think the color is part of the shape-shifting? Like, you could choose, like, which parts of your color palette go where? Right. Maybe it takes a bit of artistic effort. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe she just has a more varied color palette than Amethyst and Garnet. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention. Yeah, she has, like, peach and, like, a dull yellow and, like, blue. I don't know. Those are all different colors, right? There's too many. Yeah. Anyway. Shapeshifting. They're chasing Steven out the house. Uh, Suddenly there's Sugalite Steven, which somebody in the outline thought was nice to correct my spelling on that, so thanks. That was me. Thank Ew. you. I'm a geologist. Don't yell at me for fixing your rock name. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how to spell Sugalay. Jeez. I'm not mad at you. I was just, it, it was bugging me. That's all, all right. I was saying. This is why we have spell track. Anyway, Sugalite Steven shows up. Sardonic Steven. Opal yes. Steven. Oh, Alexandrite Steven. Steven. They're all so cute. I mean, can we at least agree on that? Like, all the Steam infusions look so cute. I guess. It was good. That was good! I guess so. The music was really nice during this. That's something I noticed during this weird anime chaos of a sequence. And then Ruby and Sapphire Steven were there? (laughs) Yes! That's fun. And blah, blah, blah. I kind of hated ruby steven he she was only there for like a split second and i kind of hated it how come i don't know her design kind of graded me more than pearl steven i don't know why like it was just like there was something off about her like like that's all i meant there was just something off that made me go like oh no what is this what is wrong here my brain doesn't like whatever i'm seeing i think it's because she's the like one of the closest like shape wise to steven already so yeah so it like it didn't feel right. It felt the most uncanny. I, I liked 
Sapphire Steven. I like the Yeah, I, that's why I'm confused because I like Sapphire Steven just fine. But like Ruby Steven for some reason was just like, something's not right here. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I don't know. Maybe it was like the little headband head thing. Maybe. That she's got. Who's to say? But then Sapphire Steven tags Steven Steven. She gets him. Steven loses? Yep. Um, yeah, he did lose. Um, so how exactly does the game of tag end? Uh, whenever it's it's a game that it's a game used to make kids get really tired. So it just <laughs> so never it doesn't. Ends. It doesn't end. That's the point of the game. The game is to keep going until the kids cannot no longer run anymore. We, but I was one of the smart kids and realized this is dumb, and so I never played tag because there was no end to it. Uh, so my parents hated me for that because I always had energy. But so there's no end to the game of tag. Sorry for that tangent. I mean, I wanted to know if there was an end to the game of tag. There isn't. And, and I just don't think the there answer. is. I don't think there is either. So like, what's the point of Steven tag? Like, you just all turn into Steven and it's fun. Okay, yeah, I think, they I, want to have fun. That's the only reason. That's the point of Steven tag. I'm just dumb. Uh, anyway, Steven loses. Question mark. I guess. Uh, and he's like, oh, you guys only see me as the kid. I want you to see me as an adult and as a valid person who has feelings. This is the real me now. I don't, I don't appreciate you, like, doing this, that, and the other, but, you know, I still love you. Yada, yada, yada. Sarah D. Yeah. What do you think about this? Oh, I'm sorry. Just, okay. Um, yeah, I thought the ending was nice where it's, like, both it was sort of a learning experience for both the gems and Steven, where they have to learn that they can't just treat Steven like he's a kid anymore and he's a teenager so he needs to be validated and respected and all of that but then Steven also need to learn that it's okay to still play and have fun and spend time with his family even when you have a lot of new uh young adult responsibilities I don't like that Steven keeps call- keeps like being, I'm an adult, but he's 16. <laughs> I think it's really important to him. Like, to me, when when he was, like, on his back and everyone was surrounding him, they were like, come on, you have to do it, you have to do it. I really, like, understood his, his reluctance because he, like, the last time we really talked about Steven's age is probably the Steven birthday episode. Yeah. And it was, like, a huge reveal that he was 14 and he looked like he's 8 years old still. And I think, like, it's it's been a huge issue for Steven to control his power enough to, like, let himself present as a young adult. I think that's been, like, a huge, like, internal struggle for him. So the fact that he's doing it now, like, of course he doesn't want to change back for a game. Like, he's fought so hard to get to this place where he can actually do it all the time and, like, feel comfortable being that person. So, like... I felt for him, like, it's hard to, to go back to, like, your childhood when, like, especially if, like, your body can change just because you force it to. That's, like, an extra layer for Steven that made a lot of sense in the moment. But I do also think, like, it was nice to have the gems explain that it's, like, we don't want you to be a kid. It's just, as you've grown up, we don't know how to, like, have fun with you in an older context. Mm-hmm. All these old things we know you like, like, together breakfast and pizza and playing games are things from, like, really young, Stephen. We don't have any new things to engage you with, um, which is which also makes sense because, like, everything has changed now and this is the future and now he's just planning things all the time and, like, uh, things changed a lot and... 
I don't know. It seems like the end of the episode is trying to say that they're they're finding like a balance between like the, the young Steven and the new Steven in terms of like you can still have breaks and have fun, but we're also gonna like age up the tag at least so that like you you can still be your current self, which is also important. So I think it's a good compromise. And it's just yeah, it touches a lot on like first season Steven, I feel like too, which is just nice because like, yeah, it is different now, guys. Like we, we ain't going back to that ever again. This is the future. It is the future. Thanks. Here we are in the future. Here we are in the future. <laughs> and it's bright. I it's like it. snowy. I like it when it's nighttime and the snow and the sky is Yeah, bright. it's pretty. I'm sorry. Um, that was it. I also like the Nickelodeon movie Snow Day a lot when I was a kid. Which one's that? Oh my gosh, yes. Like that name is familiar. They like and... throw snowballs a lot and there's like a mean guy who's like the jander or something. He doesn't want them to have snow day because he's just mean he's or something. The, um, he's the is this a live action movie? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I remember bad. the name and I remember like vaguely what you're talking about, so I'm sure I've seen it. I'm just not like connecting all the dots. I think I saw it in the theaters when I was a kid. Oh, I, I have never heard of this theater before. You don't have to watch it. <laughs> You don't, don't, this is not required viewing, Sarah. (laughs) This is not Transformers 1984. You're good. Right, right. Well, whenever I think about the word Snow Day, I always think about that movie. Like, huh, maybe I'll watch it after we're done podcasting. I don't know. It isn't required viewing, though. Nobody has to watch that movie. Yeah, no, nobody should. 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, probably nobody should. Anyway, Snow Day. I like the snow. That's my favorite weather. Moving on. Wait, 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 what's the, is the hot take on cold food on snow? Snow isn't a food. I don't know. I, I was thinking you about you never eat it. Like I bet that pizza was cold because Stephen wouldn't eat it with that. I was thinking about what the hot take on cold food should be. I mean, I feel like we're already done eggs, which obviously we have. Michelle doesn't like eggs. Oh no! What? Yeah, Michelle doesn't like eggs. This is not new information, Sarah. Michelle. You monster! I know this isn't new information. <laughs> But I I never I I haven't processed it fully because I can't believe you. Eggs are great. No, they're not. You have them. I do. Good. What's the problem? More I, eggs for you. The problem is you're not eating eggs. Ew. No, of course not. This is too much of a tangent. I will not engage. Let's talk about lapis. <laughs> uh, I was also thinking about pizza, which we've done. Um, pepperoni pizza. Let's just do that. I don't, I don't really like pepperoni. The end. Snow, it's not pepperoni, and I also don't eat pizza nowadays, but I would if I could, but not with pepperoni. Sarah, mood about not eating pizza anymore. Yeah. Mood. Yeah. Pizza is a a weird mistress that I keep coming back to, but I always regret. Anyway, Lapis, let's talk about I wish I had your regret. I have a lot of regrets. Lapis. Let's let's talk about Speaking it. Speaking of someone with regrets. Speaking of regrets. <laughs> um, Speaking of Lapis, she's trending on Twitter. She is. Woo! I saw that before we started. Yeah, oh, like, 14. oh. 14.5 thousand tweets about Lapis Yay. in the past 20 minutes. People love her. Okay. People love she's Lapis. She's good. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this Lapis love because I don't feel it. Uh... Let me let me explain why I don't feel it first, and then we can we can extrapolate on why she's a good character. Well, Lapis, she got introduced. She was a character. Okay, whatever. And then progressively, 
at least to me, people, and that's like a me problem, I kind of get turned off by things that people say in the outside world. People, like, started being like, oh, she's a small bean, and I need to protect her, and she's so cute, and da 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 and I'm like, mm, is she really that great? I don't really understand it, because she's only been in a handful of episodes. I get that she's sarcastic, I get that she's been through her stuff, and that can be relatable to people. But I don't really see anything special in that personally. Maybe it's because I don't one-to-one relate to her. Maybe I just don't think that she's cute. I don't know. What do you guys think about Lapis? I Good thing you got the Lapis stands. Take yeah. it away, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, this is why Take I away, was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know if I should host this podcast because I'm not really the biggest Lapis fan. Luckily, we are. Sarah's are well-known Lapis fans. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, so um, I like Lapis a lot because she is somebody who has dealt with it. Her, her trauma has to do with... It, it, it's very relatable to less like a physical trauma and more just like something that goes slowly out over time, like emotional abuse. Like she was trapped in a mirror, then she was trapped in fusion. And there were like big moments, like there's this big moment at the end and the big moment at the beginning of these dramas. But mostly it's just this quiet, like sitting there and slowly getting hurt over and over and over again. And I relate to that. And I relate to the coping mechanisms of that. And so I see where it's coming from. I see where she's coming from and where it's hard, where why it's so easy for her to relapse and fall back into this violent way of thinking and this way of just doing the things that she always has. And it's just, it's very relatable to me. And it's very, I see the times, I, like I get her. And I think that's why I relate to her. And it's just, there's a lot. Of, and I think that the reason is just that there's a lot of different types of trauma and a lot of different types of way to be depressed and be mentally ill. And so not every representation of a mentally ill person is going to hit you. I'm thinking, I think I'm more speaking to you, Sam, right now, because you didn't oh, yeah. get her. Like, I think it's just that, like, if you're going to, you might not be resonating with her, but that's just because she's resonating with a different type of person with a different type of trauma. And I don't think that's wrong. That's just, there's as many traumas and as many different types of people as there are people on the planet, unfortunately. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, and I, I'm just saying I don't think it's bad, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being like this. I I understand like that she's hurt, but like the, I don't get her. Like I think that's perfectly fine. Thank you. I'm valid. Yeah. You're valid. <laughs> uh, Sarah D, what do you think about Lapis? Yeah, I think I think uh, Sarah said that really well. Thank you, I Sarah. Think... <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think like for me. She's represented a lot of, you know, having a lot of fear and anxiety when things don't feel controllable and wanting to be able to control things in whatever way you possibly can. And in this if this episode and what we've seen before, that's sort of through force and like really like trying to like, you know, physically control things and being afraid of when things feel like they're they're new and different and uncertain and um like you know when she was really resi- resistant to joining the crystal drums and when she didn't want to um stay back on earth when she could be the diamonds could be coming after her and she just like you know she's just gone has all of this anxiety from all of the various traumas that she's faced and so 
how it relates how I felt relatable to her is like her anxiety over the need to feel in control and um and what I really loved about this episode with how she's sort of grown from that need to control especially with force when she didn't feel like she could control these like new lapises that we came across and it's just yeah and I think they really earned this like feeling from her like they've shown through the show like that this is it makes sense like they're not just like this is a person who feels this like we get like she wants control because she lost her control she lost her agency for years and it's just like she does not want to lose that agency again. And you can tell by the way that they chained her up. And like, I could tell immediately when they chained her up, I'm like, oh no, this is going to trigger her. And it did. And that makes, and it's just like, that is good character work. That's good. Like, like the fact that I knew ahead of time that she was going to get triggered, like shows that she's a consistent character and I know how she works. And that's good. I agree. It is good. Things are good. Michelle, Not that trauma's good. No, obviously it isn't. (laughs) <laughs> but I, mean, I, I think I mean in the way that like it's good that you know this is being talked about you know what I mean Michelle continue um I was just gonna say like I I, I lean slightly more towards Sam and not totally like I, I guess like it's really good to hear people who stand Lapis talk about Lapis because it gives me so much insight into Lapis that is a little harder for me to piece that on my own. I think the thing I always related to with Lapis is that, like, so so there's, like, the being in control side um, that the Sarahs... <laughs> I want to call you the Sarahs. Sarah no, do it. Do therapy it. talked about. Um, and to me, I think the the other part of it is, like, her, her, her distrust of people um, because she starts off very distrustful of the Crystal Gems and Steven... And she kind of, she's very distrustful of Peridot and like, she she kind of softens out a little bit. And I feel like that's also something that's very, it's very nice to see because like, it's very hard to do. It's, it's hard to like open yourself up when you have all these reasons to close yourself off because you've experienced extreme trauma and hardship. And it feels like a, a way to protect yourself from future possibilities that could give you more harm but like the fact that lapis came back to earth after like initially piecing out and be like no i do want to fight for this i want to have hope i want to be happy i deserve this like i care about these people i'm not going to let my fear stop me like that's she she's letting herself be more vulnerable in that way too and i i especially liked in this episode like when she has that line about like when, when she like beats down on the other lapises and they're like wow like we'll totally listen to you after you like showed us like how strong you are and she's like that wasn't strength that was weakness like being patient and kind is so much stronger and harder than just like being angry and i was like whoa that's so real and again like that's lapis has let herself have that new power of being kinder and more open to possibilities and open to the crystal gems and that's another part of her character I think it's just been really rewarding to see over time that I, she's also earned. So, like, for me, that was my thing about Lapis. I was like, oh, my God, Lapis, yes! You deserve all of this. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. I felt that. Sarah P., what's up? I, I just I just love Lapis, and I just love that. I, I, I don't know. This, this episode, like, really well shows how a panic attack and like a or a trigger works like we see it from beginning to end with her and we see her like like there's the full like 
trigger like to denouement of the whole thing really was there. Like she got the inciting incident of her getting chained up in or, or, or at least the inciting incident was when she when they weren't listening, when they refused to be like her, when they refused to like be it be something that she could control. And then they mm-hmm. chained her up and she and it escalated. And then she did something. She regretted it. She felt guilty. And then she and she walked away because she needed to be away from it. And that was like such a real depiction of trauma and dealing with it that mm-hmm. I just was like very, very happy with that. Like, I, I, I just like even if you don't like Lapis, like I just that was such a good way of showing how that all works because she was like expressing how hard it was for her to stop and leave. Like it was just so it was like a monumental task to stop there. It was such a powerful moment. That moment yeah. her perspective just shifts and she's like, wait a second, I don't need to do this. Yeah. It, it's really good. I love it. I love her. Me too. <laughs> I know, Sarah. We're right. Sarah, Sarah's have spoken. Sarah's, Sarah's love lapis. Just carve that into a tree. Which you shouldn't sure. because nature is wonderful and beautiful and it Showed Lapis that, you know, things are good. Uh, I guess we should get into the nitty-gritty details. Oh, we haven't done that yet. Yeah, I can see you this is... right for the jugular. I can see why others prefer to put the heavier stuff first, because that's the more deeper discussion, but I'm not everybody else. It's more fun. I like yeah. to talk about trauma. It's fun. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Nothing funner than trauma. I talked about trauma today on Ruby. I talked to trauma about today on Steven. Like, it's it's fun. I don't think it is. <laughs> but let's move on. So, <laughs> we open on Steven and Lapis hanging out with these little Bulbasaurs. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I don't know what they're they so are. Cute. They're, they're fla- so cute. Yeah. They're little flower dudes. They're like Bulbasaurs. I think they're cute. The little baby one. The little baby one. Yeah. Is, I came out like a little, little radish. Egg. Yeah, it was really yeah. cute. Lapis is going to bring one home to replace Pumpkin because Pumpkin died. R.I.P. I'm really upset that Pumpkin <laughs> dies off screen. Well, you know, it, it's better to just have that rather than death on screen, right? Circle of life, I guess. I, I would you want life. pumpkin to die on screen? Just, Can we not do that? No, I, it's not happening. I just miss like, the spirit of pumpkin. It's okay. We have cat season still. Thank yeah, goodness. We need a ghost pumpkin. Oh yeah, for Halloween. I don't think this is gonna last until next Halloween. I'm sorry. Is isn't isn't pumpkin already a Halloween themed pet? But like a ghost <laughs> pumpkin, that's like two pumpkins. Pumpkins are already Halloween. a Halloween object. Like they carved the jack o' lantern that brought him to life. Ghost pumpkins. Yeah, but he's ghost. A haunted pumpkin. <laughs> that's way more fun. You can hear her little yips like in the distance on Halloween night in oh Beach God. City. Love it. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't have any I don't have any response to that, Michelle. Wow. That is really fine. Yeah, Michelle just pitched that as like the next Steven Universe Halloween. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a pumpkin haunted pumpkin spin-off. <laughs> yeah, why not? They can get in that uh that nightmare before Christmas audience, huh? Yeah. Haunted pumpkins that are ghosts. I'm into it. But nobody's a ghost here, so we can't really be into it, can we? Unfortunately, that'd be really cool if we were ghosts. It would be. Who knows? Anyway. How do you know we're not ghosts? I don't know! That's true! 
That's true. I like this, That's Sarah. This true. is a good point. What? <laughs> where were the points there? I missed that. How do we I know we're not going That's true. What? Okay, maybe we should co talk about the episode. Yeah. There's no ghosts in it. I'm sorry. No. As oh much as God. I would love to talk about ghosts, we can't. We should have a ghost pod. What would we talk about? We find out next ghosts. year. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're um, getting close to an hour, so Michelle's getting antsy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll get done this in like 15 minutes, I assure you. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. They lament on how Stephen showed her the power of nature and that life is precious. And they meet other lapises because they're going to confront them about not terraforming. Because terraforming is bad. But they like it. They love it. They love smashing. Which, honestly, I can understand why. It's kind of fun to see things just crumble from your own hands. I feel like you like to tip over dominoes. I mean, sure. Like, you would just do that. Anyway. Uh, they just like the terraform. That's all they want to do. They don't care about little homeschool. They don't care that it's wrong. How can the thing that we've always done suddenly be wrong, they say? That's and- a good, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It, Why it, they would think that, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they spent like what thousands of years doing the same thing. It's what they were made to and, do. It's hard to break that mold. And like to be honest, if like your whole life is like Sim City, you have the tools to like alter all of like the planet. Like it'd be hard not to just do it all the time. Just be like, I want to like put an ocean here. Like it'd be hard not to. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they're not nice like the other Lapis, which is like, okay, I guess Lapis is nice. Why not? And uh, she, the Lapis, our Lapis, she says, a cycle of horrible torture, living in nature, and being creative is what made her change her ways. Teehee. <laughs> so basically, they're trying to turn the other Lapises into nature lovers and... They show the meat warp, which I'm I'm kind of over, guys. I'm over it. I'm over. It's it's a it's a oh, just call it art, please. It I'm was done. a fun joke the first time. Yeah, but it's not funny anymore. It's, yeah, it's, like just it's, done, like yeah, like like oh, like Stephen tells me it's called art. I used to call it meat warps. Like they could like transition it. They could they could transition it. Yeah, but yeah, warps. They do it. Lapis is like, oh yeah, make shapes. And then they like make a buzzsaw and cut down a mountain. So good job on that, guys. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, there's different kinds of meat morp. You can dance. And one of the lapises is really into it. And I'm into that. That's so cute. But then yeah, the and then one... she feels bad that the other one judges yeah, her the other so one's like, hard. Don't dance. We're not made for dancing. But, that... but that's why I love Ponytail Lapis so much. She's like just dancing and it's really cute and I love it. I love it too. I thought that was very nice. It was. It was. Art helps people navigate their feelings is essentially something that Lapa says. And then she launches in the song. I assume it's called Why So Blue. Because that's a... a I assume title. so too. She's the... <laughs> Why 
good good rhyme there guys thanks thanks <laughs> i'm into it uh <laughs> guys how did we feel about the song did we like it it was fine like this is probably my lowest lowest on the lapis song thing like i really liked her distant shore song a lot mm. more but i i think that lapis's voice actress has like a really good voice it just i don't know there just wasn't a lot there wasn't a lot of fancy stuff happening in the song it was very much just she sings and there's not a lot of music in the background it's not a very dramatic stuff happening in the foreground in the actual animation like it was a very reserved song is i guess the best way to say it I was, it was just very the chill. whole time that the Lapises were gonna make fun of her, which they did, and it was like, oh no. I was I was hoping that the other because one of the Lapis danced. I was hoping the other Lapis would enjoy singing. Like, I was really hoping, and then they laughed, and I was like really sad. It was very it very hurt me a lot. Like, how dare? I do think it's Sarah. worth noting that they were saying, like, you expect us to sing and dance like one of your pearls. So like they still have a lot of internalized homeworld logic and culture to unlearn to make progress it sounds like you were to say racism or something and then you're like wait no is this this racism (laughs) internalized home world logic and culture I thought you were going to say homophobia I did too you're making things you can internalize okay but like yeah that's part of it like again he just met them Stephen can't just change everyone's mind right off the bat and they had a song about it in the movie it's not enough Yo, and I think it, it it just it makes so much sense that 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 would be their reaction, and they would point to something familiar in a hierarchy that doesn't make sense anymore. But they they haven't really come around to that yet. So like it just like it's like sad that they didn't like it, but it makes like sense, and I appreciate that you know it wasn't that easy at the same time because that's just more realistic. It is. The song reminded me of Colors of the Wind. From Pocahontas. That's all I have to say mm. about that. At least thematically. Musically, oh, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. I think, like, musically, it sort of, it had the similar sort of jazzy feel and similar instrumentation to Distant Shore. So Yeah. It definitely, like, they're good at, like, making all the, all the different gems have, like, a consistent style. Yeah. It's just... I don't know if this style has the depth of the other ones, which is probably why Lapis doesn't get a ton of songs. Like, it's just there's not a ton of depth for this jazzy type of thing. Besides, mm, yeah. I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah. It's it's like, hard to, you know, sing the blues and not be blue, you know? Yeah, which is which is why I, maybe, this, maybe that's why this song doesn't hit as well, just because it's like it's a traditionally like sad-ish type like style of music, but it's about happy thing sort of like hopeful and it's and maybe it's just like maybe i just need to listen to it again and just be like yeah. okay this is what it's doing it's, yeah. you know it's it's lapis's way of being happy you know no happy, i, I like it got across like that she was really happy which means it worked it's just i can't see like listening to this in my car as i'm driving around like which is rare for a steven universe song mm-hmm. i'm glad that you do that thanks i'm glad that that is in your life in that way it is. I listen to like all this. Like I sing along to like every song, and Stevie Universe songs are fun to sing along to. I got good songs. Yeah, good songs. I love show tunes. <laughs> it's show tunes. It's a show and has tunes. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so the song happens. Lappy, Lappi, 
the others didn't like it. And then Lapis is like, okay, I'm just gonna beat you up. I don't know, that's probably not exactly what happened, but that's what ended up happening. Uh, we talked about, like, the chain thing, and I don't know, I don't have much to ever say about fight sequences, honestly. Animation was good. Uh, I like fight sequences. I'm probably the person who likes fight scenes the most here. Uh, I think it was fine. I think there was some fun callbacks to how they were learning stuff earlier. I think there was um, a couple of... I don't necessarily think they were callbacks or call-outs to other shows, but there were some striking scenes that were similar to a couple... There was a couple of striking scenes that were similar to a couple of fight scenes from a couple anime that I recognized, um, which I think may have been call-outs, but I'm not 100% sure, so I won't, like, point it out. But it's it was interesting. There was some fun stuff there, and I liked... Uh, I like the two lapises working together to beat our lapis, even if it was sad. Like, I liked, I liked the animation for it. I have one yeah. to point out. And I would be remiss if I didn't. Uh, lapis does the big Avatar state. Oh, yeah. Koizilla. <laughs> from Avatar Last Airbender, Seizure of the North Part 2. I was excited by that. I'm sure if Dylan... We're here. He would be very excited by that as well. <laughs> but it, it, I don't know. That was just a cool little visual reference. I was going, like, "Yeah, remember that?" If this <laughs> was Dylan, he would be talking about this for like ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, that laugh says I'm right. <laughs> that that's what that laugh is. You're not you're not saying I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. Hi, Dylan. If you're listening, by the way. <laughs> Assuredly, he will. <laughs> anyway, she does this big Koizilla thing, and she's like, oh, wait, no, never mind. Uh, I'm done with this. And, you know, restraint, restraint takes strength. Patience takes strength. We talked about that. And Steven and Lapis go home. They're like, oh, well, they reminded me of myself. And Steven's like, oh, it's not your fault. They're stuck in their own ways. But then the dancing Lapis... The dancing lapis! Yeah, and she was like, yeah, I want to be a part of this. I want to dance. She didn't actually say that, but that's... We'll see her dance, hopefully, in the future. And I hope her so, truth. too. I also hope so. I hope that we see everybody be happy. Be happy. Yes, exactly. Alright. Let's get into closing thoughts, shall we? This was fun. Sarah P, do you yep. have any more thoughts about these episodes? About anything I have we've so talked many about? thoughts. Anything yeah. else, just in general? Uh, Probably not. Like, I haven't thought enough about this. Uh, I thought it was interesting they called Steven half-diamond. Like, that doesn't feel quite right, considering he has the full diamond in his, like, being. Like... He's he is like half like half of his being is diamond, but he still has the full diamond. Does that make sense? What I'm hey, saying? He's, he's like a hundred and fifty percent. Like yeah, he's a hundred. Like he has a hundred percent of the diamond that like any other of the diamonds have. He just has a little bit extra human too. Like it just felt like a weird thing to say to him. But it was kind of funny. We're like, okay, we'll just half listen then. Yeah, I yeah, know, the, no, no. the half listen was a good line. This, 
the sass of the other lapses was really good. I also really, that's what I wanted to say. I really thought the voice actress for laps, I, I'm so sorry, I forget her name. Jennifer is, Paz. Jennifer Paz, thank you. That's what it is. Um, she was really good at making all the lapses have like distinct voices, which sometimes I think it's just hard. Like the rubies, like there's not no way you can have like seven different distinct voices that are all ruby and all different. Like, but this with the three lapses, I thought she did a really great job of like making them different enough to be like, oh, these are like different people with different like personalities. And I really enjoyed that from a voice acting perspective. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Sarah D, what are your closing thoughts about these episodes? Um, yeah, nothing specific, I think. Um, I just I enjoyed them. It was a good time. I was very happy to have a Lapis-centric episode as a Lapis stan um, and to meet some new Lapises. I, I was, as, as I was taking notes, I was just like writing exclamation points and writing about how beautiful I thought they were and how I loved the freckles um yes and <laughs> the freckles are the best yeah and they're gold like in like part yeah of like, the little theme yeah there's like really high on the freckles the freckles are so good oh i'm sorry i don't know my final i'm sorry Cade wanted me to say he thought these episodes were really cute he thought these episodes were like the like really great and i think there's something else but he's asleep now so i cannot oh. like <laughs> say but the lapis but he loved the lapis freckles which were honestly great <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for cutting off. I remember that Cade wanted to say me to say that. It's like the uh, Lapis Freckles should be what's twen- trending on Twitter right now instead of yeah. Lapis Yeah, Lapis we'll, make it, Lapis we'll make it happen. I'll ask uh, whoever posts this to hashtag it Lap- Lapis Freckles. There <laughs> we go. Why not? That's such a weird... No, maybe not. That's... Sarah, do you have anything else? I'm sorry for cutting you <laughs> off, Sarah. Um, no, I'm good. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad that you're good. Michelle, do you have any other thoughts? I just really liked all the Stephen forms of characters in Snow Day. <laughs> I honestly just got kicked out of everyone getting revealed. It was like, ah, look at that! Ah. So that was great. Thumbs up. I like all these episodes. I, I kind of find it a relief that we haven't seen Pink Stephen for, for a little bit. Because I'm sure he's coming back and I'm I'm scared what drama could be happening to prompt that. So if this is a lull in the season, like, I, I, yes, please, lull me into a sense of security before you dash my dreams like you will usually do. I'm here for it. That's deep. Yeah, I don't know. I think upon discussion, my my thoughts are a little bit more brighter about these episodes, especially about Lapis. I'm glad that we talked about that and you guys talked about your love for Lapis and your perspective on her and that I got that viewpoint that I hadn't really necessarily thought about before. So there you go. Podcasting opens your horizons, I guess. Yeah. The power of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Anyway, on to my favorite part that I hopefully will not mess up. The ending. You can find out all the info on this podcast. <laughs> sorry. Don't laugh at me. You can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. And you can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. It's very fun. I recommend it. We have Steven Universe roles now. And you can be a fun color depending on... 
whoever you pick. Amethyst is purple and I'm Amethyst. Anyway. Oh, you can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially the patron of the podcast, John. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon, or patron, I don't, how do you say that? Patron, executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Things are busy, as always, around here at Overly Animated. We talk about a lot of stuff. There's a lot happening. There's just a Ruby podcast that came out earlier in the day. There's other stuff happening, I'm sure. Infinity Rick and Morty coming back. Rick and Morty, that's a thing. Isn't didn't Rick and Morty just finish? Yeah, but like, yeah, I was about recent. to say. <laughs> yeah, Infinity Train's coming back. Don't listen to Rick Owl and Morty House unless right you there. are Owl House. Yeah, Owl House. Yes, Owl House. But don't listen to Rick and Morty unless you're age appropriate. TM. That's true. Yeah, that you, they 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 say bad words on that podcast, which you don't want to hear if you're listening to this one. Obviously. But yeah, we, we, we do a lot of that kind of thing. And yeah, we talk about Steven Universe Future, and I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it next time it airs, probably next week. Who's to say? I haven't looked at his TV schedule recently, though. I don't know. I'm glad that we made it through this podcast, and I did it without messing up majorly. I'm sorry that I'm weird. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.